Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. This week, it's just the two of us, and it feels like old hat. There's been a lot of new news since our regularly scheduled shenanigans, and we're covering them all in a rigmarole of our favorite segments. Okay, I literally hate everything you just said. But yes, we've got Peloton in 60 seconds, the Nobody's Plays Politics, the Nobody's Nose Around, and a rapid-fire opinions on everything. Bryce, that is way too many things. Um, Buckle up, guys. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Talked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nobodies. Hey, guys. Annie. I I would just (laughs) like to emphasize, once again, I had no role in creating the plan for this episode. I would have never put that many segments in one episode. <laughs> I know. I mean, I really need to scale it back, I think. But Annie, I can't believe it. It's been, it feels like it's been so long since it's just been the two of us. Well, that makes one of us. Hey, I am <laughs> so thrilled. I was like excited to be back. Just no, I'm you. kidding. It, was... it, it does feel like a really, it's been like a month. Um, what are your peaks and valleys? Did you remember we do this? <laughs> um, I honestly forgot that we even had a podcast until you texted me today. <laughs> so, hey, we started um, with the Google Calendar, so that helps too. That we, honestly, we... I have a double peak this week. <laughs> um, the first is that I'm gonna have two peaks and no valleys. How about okay, that? Okay, perfect. I've been on like a real positive kick lately, so I'm, nice. gonna stick. I'm just gonna ride that as long as it goes. Ride, ride that till the wheels come off. Yeah, exactly. We can stop with your sayings this episode. <laughs> um, it's been three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you literally used your quota or hit your quota in the deep tees. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, as soon as you said rigmarole, I was pissed. <laughs> Um, my first peak is that, um, we started using Google calendar because I don't know how I suddenly become like the busiest person either of us know every year, but progressively it gets progressively busier. Yeah, literally. Like you were like, I need you to find one weekend for us to take photos. And I was like, honestly, I don't know. Um, (laughs) So Google Calendar, now that we're scheduling things out, is a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Well, it feels very like organized. Like I feel I feel a lot better about our because then we're not just like scrambling all over the place. Right. Well, and just for the listeners, if you start to hear ads soon <laughs> and we start to monetize this podcast, we are going to 100 percent credit that to Google Calendar. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, so that's my first peak. My second peak is I discovered a new cold brew company. Oh my god! Um, I have some coffee for you actually that I'm gonna bring. Really? You. Okay. There, it's god. like it's like ground coffee. Okay. And so then you, I know you have a cold brew maker that you yes. abuse the shit out of. I know it's too um, small. It's too small. I need a. No, it's one. not. It's like yeah. what most people use for like a week's worth. <laughs> Um, because I think what that does it's is make it's a Culligan container, like a literally. Finger, that's it's, what I want. Yeah, 
You have like a, uh, what's the, not Culligan. What is the thing you put in your fridge that filters your water? Brita. <laughs> yes. You have a Brita sized uh, coffee thing. But anyway, it's called Cafe Mateo. And I actually reached out to them because I thought it was great. And they are kind of pairing cold brew as well as like a lifestyle brand. So um, it's just a really cool, like you and I survive off of coffee. And so I thought that it was something that like really aligned with us. So I reached out to them um, and they sent me some of their coffee. So I'm very grateful. It's delicious. And like I said, I'm going to bring you some. So they have have different merch, like um, they have crew necks, they have... Coffee accessories, things like that. Um, I think you can get one of those like cold press things. Yeah, French um, press. Ooh, French press. Thank you. Um, so yeah, they just have a bunch of their stuff is really cool. Check them out on Instagram. It's at Cafe Mateo, um, and I'll bring oh, you nice. that coffee. I can't wait to try it. I like. Yeah, I, you'll like it. I just use the boring old Starbucks coffee that is fine, but I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to try it. it sounds really yeah. good. And I mean, I'll obviously, I'm obsessed with cold brew. I can't drink anything hot. So I know it's. It hits different. It really does. Yeah. Um, so my peak is that, I mean, it's not really a peak. It's just like an ongoing struggle, but I feel like I'm on the uptick. I kind of mentioned it last week in our somebody session with Brandon, but I'm finally kind of figuring out like what is working with my body, like Good. what goes, what, you know, like what actually fuels it. Not only as a, and I feel like, again, I'm taking your lead because you've, you've been doing this for a long time, but you are my inspiration. And you are, I, I like the fact that not only is it fueling me like where I feel better, where I have more energy, that kind of stuff. I'm really trying to like what foods do. Yeah. Not just to like look good necessarily. Obviously I'm so vain that I need to have that as well. And to like see numbers go down on a scale. But at the same time, I just want to eat stuff that like doesn't make me feel bad. I've had like crazy heartburn recently and I don't understand like I'm just trying to figure out like what that is and like stop doing whatever is making that happen number I one. will say that was one symptom that I had really bad before I cut out gluten mm, yeah like and to I, the point where I went to a doctor for it wow that's huge because I really yeah. don't eat gluten uh, I don't really eat gluten I don't really eat dairy I mean I do have some it's not like I it's not like I've cut it out completely but um, I try to diminish as much as I can, but yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be a, n- a number of things it could all just also just being 33 years old and old. That's true. Almost I will, seven. <laughs> I will say too, this is not an ad, but I did, I did discover this Umzu, uh, these supplements that I found and, um, someone actually read or like sent them to me on Instagram, recommending them to me, which again, you know, I'll buy anything on Instagram. Actually, someone, someone, did like, someone recommend them someone, or was it an someone ad? recommended me. A friend of mine recommended this to me. However, okay. then as soon as I started, like I bought, I bought some, it just like plot, like plugged away, but they are, they are really good. They're, I mean, I really can see, tell a difference. And I like the probiotic, I feel like my other probiotic was giving me heartburn. Mm. This one doesn't. And it's just like, it's, they're catered toward like more like men stuff. So obviously yeah. you know, any, any help I can get in that department as well. Facts. So uh, I want to shout out to them and also like give me an endorsement deal, you know, like. I will say like, the older I've gotten, which is, you know, how hard that is for me to say, um, the more I realize how important a probiotic is. Definitely. I just think it, it it just keeps everything moving, you know? Well, it just, yeah. Like everything's just functioning properly. 
Right, exactly. So also I do want I have one comment to make on yes. your body. Not on your body, but I do think the moment you switch your focus away from numbers, yeah, it will all completely fall off. I agree. And I think the only reason why I'm using a scale, I don't get your your this is gonna be shocking to hear, but I do not get like totally obsessed with the number. I'm not like obsessed with I like the numbers on the scale necessarily, but it is just a good, I just take it. Like I try, I don't obsess over it. I'm like, Bryce, just, you know, here's what but you're obsessed is. with it going down. I'm obsessed with it going down, but I'm just obsessed with, I just want to see what's, what makes like, what weight is the weight that I want to be at. Like, I just want to find a road. The best way to describe what I'm trying to do is just to find a roadmap to get to like, say I was going to be in a Marvel movie, you know, and I was needed to get into really good shape, which okay. is, could happen. It's around the corner. It's around the corner. But it's, listen, whatever your little heart desires. But I will say, if I just want to be able to say, okay, Bryce, this is how you get there. Here's the foods that you need to eat. Here's what. Here's the number on the scale that makes you look that good. I don't need to stay that way forever. Like, okay, I want but to wait, 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 wait. Why though? Why does it matter? I just, because I just, it's just, it's a personal, it's just a personal journey that I feel like I have to go through. Cause I think a lot of people know what, what it takes for their body to operate at like the highest level of intensity and how they look the best. I, I don't think that's it. a misconception that you have in your brain. Okay. Well, you know that my, this, this little noggin is full of those. So well, that's, but that's why I'm saying like, I feel like if you just took a step back and you were like, you know what, I'm just going to do what makes me feel good. I'm not going to get on the scale. Like, yeah. and you switch your focus away from like, what does it take? Yeah. I bet that you would get to where you are and then you would know what it takes. Probably. But because you're making it into such a process, I think that's what makes, because our body's like, no. As yeah. soon as I stopped obsessing over it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I enjoy. I'm just going to focus on moving my body for 30 mm-hmm. minutes, six days a week. Yeah. Make semi-mindful food decisions, but I'm not going to obsess over it. That's when my body all of a sudden did what I wanted it to. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, That's my peak. My valley um, is I have a bit of a bone to pick with you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, like call out. I'm going to just, you know what this is. You'll know, but uh, you wouldn't help a brother out last week. And when this is a friend of Annie's. I would just say, let's no, just it's not. Place. I've never seen this person. Okay, in my- <laughs> hang on, hang on. It is a poor girl who I have set my sights on, and I. Do you want to tell the listeners why you've set your sights on her? No, I don't. It's not. It's unnecessary. Nor is it, and it's irrelevant. Actually. I'll no. I'll tell them. It's two reasons right on the front of her chest. <laughs> okay and maybe her maybe that you know i mean she seems like she might she has a nice personality and we enjoy the same things <laughs> i okay i'll give you you guys potentially enjoy the same things because you you met well you didn't even meet you, your <laughs> eyes it's so weird your eyes saw her at a at an activity that we did Yes, exactly. And she was there, so she must enjoy it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I was just messaging you, saying, you know, help a brother out, and you were like, "Oh my God, please stop." Well, um, the first reason I rejected your uh, plea for help was because you said you actually said help a brother out. So immediately, <laughs> I was not going to do what you wanted. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you were like, Jesus, Bryce. <laughs> no, I said that because you happen to find her on Instagram. You complete creep. <laughs> I feel like we have to tell the story now. Or do we want to just leave the no, listeners in? Let's just leave. Let's just leave. Okay. Just, we, we, as you mentioned, we met in an activity. And yes. I did find out that it is a friend of Annie's friends. Let's just say that. Is it actually, or yes, they follow each other yes, on Instagram? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, well, they follow each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this could, be, this could be, this could be, you know, a, co- a contemporary love story that was, that was, you know, written in the stars if, you know, but sometimes you need a little help. Okay, you opened this fucking can of worms. So I'm going to I'm going to say if you're going to pick a bone with me, which I think everyone that has ever listened to one episode of this podcast knows like that is not warranted forever. Like you can never pick a bone with me. However, I would have actually been pretty likely to help you out because I am an incredible wing woman. You okay? are. You are a matchmaker too. Yes. And here's the thing. The moment we walked into this activity, I saw this person and I thought to myself, well, I know what Bryce is going to be looking at the whole time. Oh my God. And then we were not finished with the activity for more than 15 seconds when you were like, who do you think that is? <laughs> you called her out so fast that I was in that moment. I was like, nope. Nope. He's doing what he always does. Nope. <laughs> oh my God, I'm crying. <laughs> so. Oh my God. You may have a bone to pick with me. I have a bigger bone to pick with you. <laughs> Stop being so predictable. <laughs> And with that, we will be moving on. Okay. So now it is, let's get started with Peloton in 60 seconds, the segment in which I start a timer on my phone. And we discuss all things Peloton for just one minute. Ready, set, go. Okay. So I was on the East Coast for three weeks away from my Peloton. And I just have to say... I am so incredibly grateful for it and for like the mental clarity and stress relief that it brings me. That is amazing. What I mean, it's so great that you, cause I know that you were struggling to find working out, but you did, you were able to get on a bike, right? To one get, time. Yeah. One time. Okay. Oh, bummer. That sucks. Yeah. Well, we were, we were going back and forth about who the best instructor was. Yes. And I said, Kendall, because I love her storytelling. Not another, for because reason, it's another person you like not, to look at. For a, okay, fine, but that's not the only reason. That really because of her storytelling. And you said, I said Alex. Yes, and he's. And argue, you can't argue that. No, Alex is the best, and honestly, Jess King is quickly approaching second place. She's awesome as well. I really yeah. like her. I like her style and her energy. I'm trying to PR again, and I can't. That's a lot. I time. mean, my PR was almost 400, so there's no way for a while. And that has been Peloton in 60 seconds. That's the only thing I'll do that like buys into your little segments. (laughs) 
Love it. All right, let's move on to the Nobody's Play Politics, the segment where we discuss what's going on in the political realm. This discussion revolves around former Olympian-turned-reality TV star Caitlyn Jenner's gubernatorial run. I just really wanted to say gubernatorial, and I say I that fifty more times in this. So just be, just I just want to give you a heads up for that. I'm going to kind of start calling it genatorial. <laughs> I'm just gonna we're gonna I'm gonna break it up a little bit because there's like so much story to this. So we'll we'll just go it we'll do it in now they're like mini segments. Aren't you excited for this? Oh god, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> okay. So for those of you who don't know, the current governor of California, Gavin Newsom, is being recalled. California is one of 19 states that allow voters to remove state officials before the end of their term. No reason is necessary. The only requirement to put a recall on the ballot is enough voter signatures, a goal that has been met. Effort, the effort is being spearheaded by the California Republican Party, and an election will be held later this year. Recalls happen more often than, than you think in the Golden State. In 2003, if you recall, a recall election was held, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor and started the flushing of California's financial budget down the toilet, I mean, in my opinion. Caitlin, who is one Republican running for governor, has said she would not be asking any of her 10 children or stepchildren, which include the Kardashians, to help her in her in her gubernatorial campaign. Caitlin talked about her children's involvement or lack of involvement during an interview with CNN's Dana Bash. Caitlin explained that she has a good relationship with her kids, but that they were not involved with her political ambitions. She said she told them, I am not going to ask you for one tweet. I'm not going to ask you for one thing. You guys go live your life. This is my deal. Okay. First of all, Annie, is this a mistake? Um, for Caitlin or for yeah, California? For Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Either I one. I mean, here's my thing. We just lived through four years of hell with a reality star president. Yeah. I I am not here for this at all. Nothing against Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, I think that Caitlyn's done some incredible things for the trans community. I think, you know, like... Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, I just... Uh, I just wonder if it was one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not asking my children, or they were like, no, don't you dare fucking ask me because I. Well, do their not political views do not align whatsoever. Like no. the Kardashians, especially, have been pretty outspoken about being liberal. Yeah. Um. So. God, I can only imagine like the shit that would come up between Kim and Caitlyn during this. So furthermore, the latest news is that according to Deadline, despite national media attention and name recognition, Caitlyn drew the lowest support in a new poll. The polls show that yeah, the polls show that Caitlyn got just six percent of support behind Republicans. Kevin Falconer, what a kick-ass name. Yeah. And John Cox, not as great who each received 22%, according to the Los Angeles Times, a sponsor of the survey. So are you, I mean, I was going to ask you, are you surprised by this? But it sounds like no. No, not surprised. Those are both Republican. They're yes. all three Republican candidates. Okay. Yes. So I'm, I am a little bit, uh, you know, I mean, I'm being a terrible producer because I don't, I couldn't really figure out, I'm assuming that the Democrats don't have a horse in this race aside from Gavin Newsom because he is, the Democrats. So I don't know that you can, I don't know that they would want to do that. I don't know. I, I don't understand that part of the recall because like when Schwarzenegger got elected, he was replacing a Democrat as a right. So I'm not sure what the parameters on that 
um, are. I will say, I just think that Caitlyn Jenner is has no experience. I mean, it's it's like what you said about Trump. There's just no experience. I mean, Schwarzenegger didn't have any experience either, but at least he had. He was. I think he was more recognizable in order to be elected, especially in 20, 2003. I would say he would. He probably had like less offensive or baggage less baggage yeah but also by offensive what i mean is like political views like caitlin has been so public about being a trump supporter like we said um which obviously for a good portion of californians like just doesn't align with their values and views right and so i think I obviously was not in California. I was in eighth grade when Schwarzenegger was elected. So like I was, that wasn't on my radar. That is um, such fast math. How did you, how did you figure that out so fast? I'm incredible. God. <laughs> no, but I think like, as soon as I saw this story, I was just like, oh God. Yeah. Forget it. <laughs> I think that Caitlyn Jenner, I think one credit, the credit I will give her. I think she genuinely wants to make a difference in this world. And I think that that's fantastic. I think, like I mentioned before, I think she's done some incredible things for the trans community. I think also supporting Trump wasn't like the best thing she could have done for the trans community. But I think that is where her mission lies. And Mm -hmm. I, I think there's so much work to be done for that community. And so I think her time and her resources would be better served there versus getting into politics. Yeah. So finally a surprise twist after controversially saying she opposes transgender girls being allowed to participate in girls sports, claiming it was an issue of fairness. Caitlin did say she favors a path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants and that the Biden administration's mishandling at the border pushed her into the race. I wonder how Republicans feel about that statement. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably why her approvals were so low. Probably. Because, well, I mean, also, I think that everyone's just turned off by this. Not approvals, but polls. Now, is this a publicity stunt at this point? I mean, that's what I I just... For what, though? Right. I mean, I don't know. Limelight, exposure, recognition. I mean, she already has all that, I guess. She already has recognition. She already has... Yeah, like, I just... I don't think it's a publicity stunt. If Chris Jenner was behind it, I'd be like, well, maybe. Um, <laughs> but because she is like not including the family, she's not like, I really think that this, I mean, she's made comments about wanting to do this before. So I'm, I guess I'm not shocked she threw her name in the hat. Um, I just don't think that it's going to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think you're right. I just, I hope not. Because if she had some more experience and she wasn't so, you know, wishy-washy, because like you said, it just seems like someone who is transgender, who who should be an advocate, who is, I mean, as you've said, did a lot of good things for the community and has been an advocate in certain ways. Like you said, it seems like she's kind of waffling between two, two different sides. And maybe she doesn't even mean to. Yeah. But she is. And, well, and I had forgotten that she had made those comments about trans girls not playing yeah. girls' sports. <sighs> that is just such a dangerous road to go down. Well, especially if you are a transgender and you are a sports icon. 
Right. Like it's, that's just really unfortunate. It's tough. It's really, it's really tough. Um, So what I will say is that you can hate her all you want on either side, but just don't be a transphobic asshole about it. I mean, Twitter is just the worst. I mean, someone was like, well, she doesn't have the balls for this. It's like, shut the fuck up. Why are you saying shit like that? You know, like that was not me. I wasn't, I was quoting a tweet. Just, just everyone be a kind person. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's no, you can, you can easily disagree on politics, which I certainly do. I don't agree with basically anything she says, except for actually, I was very surprised to see the undocumented workers. um, Yeah. I think, I mean, that seems, but then she's going, she's with Sean Hannity and she's like, no, let's go take a tour of my airplane hangar. It's like a way to be relatable, you know, like, (laughs) That's like Gwyneth Paltrow saying how she really went off the rails during quarantine and ate bread. Did you see this? Yes, yes. It's like, are you, whoa, dude. Like, have a little brain. (laughs) I mean, there is just something, there is something where you get to a certain level of rich that you just have to lose. Yeah. All, all. Common sense. Yes, and all reality almost. And it's maybe not even your, any fault of your own. It could just be the case. Right. So. Bryce, when you get to that, I will bring you back down to our <laughs> start fast. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Yeah, you won't like, need to. I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm going to be like, let's send our helicopters to the, to Big Bear. And, you know, I'm going to. I'm probably not going to eat bread. I'm going to eat little square tablets of food. Yeah, you will. I'll yeah, order I'll pizza and I'll tell you, no, thanks. I'm busy. Would you like a square a square piece of, of edible cheesecake? No, I don't think so. Of edible cheesecake as opposed to inedible. inedible. No, it's like cheesecake made out of mushrooms or something. It's oh my like God, seriously. Something gross. Okay. Now, <laughs> it's time, now it's time for the latest installment of The Nobody's Knows Around, an investigative segment in which these nobodies play gumshoe detectives as we take a deep dive into a complicated, well, this isn't that complicated subject. This installment revolves around the alleged rekindled romance of Benifer, a.k.a. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are raising eyebrows and body temperatures as speculation continues to swirl that the Benifer couple has gotten back together. Rumors started around April when the two were spotted multiple times in L.A. together, and while sources claim the pair are strictly friends, the duo further fueled the fire when they were spotted attending a party together in Montana over the weekend. For those of you living in an underground bunker, Ben and Jen dated in the early 2000s and were bestowed the stupid celebrity super couple tabloid title, Benifer. They got engaged back in 2002 and called off their wedding after a postponement in 2004. At the time, Jennifer called the breakup probably my first big heartbreak. News on this story continues to break as it was recently revealed that Ben has been trying to reconnect with JLo since February. TMZ claims that he was sending her love letters while she was still engaged to Alex Rodriguez. Their email correspondence apparently began after JLo traveled to the Caribbean to film the upcoming Shotgun Wedding, the movie she was supposed to do with Army Hammer, and the emails were allegedly more loving and longing for Jen than friendly, the source claims. In his messages, Ben reportedly told the singer how beautiful she looked in the photos from the Dominican Republic. Meanwhile, JLo allegedly told the actor he could own her heart with his pen. I think she skipped a few letters there. 
Uh, how <laughs> could good. someone? Thank you. How could someone know this? I do not know. Anyway, one person not thrilled with the reunion is J Lo's former fiance A Rod, who's said to be shocked by the new photos of her gallivanting around Montana with Ben Affleck. A source told E News that A Rod truly thought they would be able to make it work and reconnect. He has been reaching out to J-Lo, trying to meet with her, and she has been very short with him. Well, obviously. Uh, J-Lo and A-Rod broke up earlier this year after rumors of his infidelity. Finally, the latest voice to spout off on this alleged romance is Ben's BFF, Matt Damon, who was recently asked about the subject on the Today Show. At first, Matt said, there is not enough liquor in the world for you to get me to say something about that. But then he admitted that he, like everyone else, would love to see the exes take another role in the hay together. Matt said... I love them both. I hope it's true. That would be awesome. Reps for JLo and Ben have not commented on the star's relationship status. So, Annie, what do you think about all of this? I have two theories. Okay. I want to hear them. One, um, JLo's kind of the queen of PR. So, yeah. this could be a massive PR stunt. She has that movie coming out, Shotgun Wedding, which has had some negative PR so far due to the Army Hammer being a cannibal. Yes. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you. I'm not trying to get sued. Um, so I think that could be a way for her to kind of spin everything leading up to the release of that movie and just to be in like a positive Public, yeah. I mean, because she could have gone, she could have gone to the Dominican Republic and allegedly maybe never come back because she would have been uh, dinner. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, God. No, so I think that's one way that I, when I saw this story come out, I'm like, okay, well, she's really good at like fixing the public image quickly. Like, no one seems to remember that she has been engaged like five or six times. Well, that's what I was also going to ask you. What do you think her? I mean, I don't want to be mean, but like, what do you think her problem is? Um, you think she just picks the wrong guys, or I mean, because she's freaking you know, J Lo. Yeah, but I think, I think with like J Lo is J Lo, and she's at the level that she's at because she's been able to control everything. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that like. I just think that her life is so manufactured that it's very difficult for someone else to fit into that. Yeah. I think and you're this right. Is pure speculation, but I just, I would have to, you would have to assume that she is so regimented in what she does Yeah, that it would be very difficult for any man, especially to kind of fit into that role. And I lied. I actually have three theories. Okay. Um, yeah. My second theory is that, and this is the one that I kind of lean towards and it kind of goes into the third theory. I think that her and A-Rod were a bit of a PR stunt to begin with. Ooh. Um, we all know that Hollywood manufactures couples and to gain recognition for people. I sort of think that was a little bit of the case. Um, A-Rod is a known playboy, so nobody should be shocked by the fact that he was messing around yeah and i would not be at all surprised if the ben and j-lo thing has been going on for a while yeah is that the third theory or is yeah i okay. think that it's like i think that the news broke because all of a sudden j-lo was out of her engagement 
And so now they can be a little bit more public with it. But if I had to guess, I would say her and Ben have been in contact for quite a while. And because the other thing is JLo and A-Rod have a ton of businesses together. And so they had to maintain like, like what? a certain... Do you know any or... I think he did something pretty major with her skincare line. Okay. Um, I think he has helped her. This is what I've read. So yeah. this is not fact necessarily. Right. But I think that he's helped her get investors for some of her projects. Um, okay. The other thing is, I believe they own part of the Mets together. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. So I think they got tied in in business and it was just kind of like, okay, let's, we got to ride this out. Yeah. And I think that's also why I think Ben and Jen have been like rekindling for a while. I think A-Rod got careless and got caught and that threw the whole thing into a tailspin. And that's why I think ultimately what they would have done is they would have just stayed engaged and it would have been like a don't ask, don't tell and do not fucking get caught. Yeah, that's true. And then A-Rod got caught with a reality TV star. And like, how do you, I mean. Yeah, that Southern Charm girl again. Yeah, yeah. And so I think like that just made the news break of him like, oh my God, how, well, and how, J-Lo, like I said, her whole life is manufactured. So how do you recover from somebody being like, how do you cheat on J-Lo? Like that would take such a toll as a woman. Like I can only imagine Annie, this is, I like this. This is a good point. Thank you. Thank you. So I think like, I think she just, I think they both would have been content going along with the story and doing their own thing behind closed doors. I really do. And I think just because he was careless, he got caught, it fucked with the whole thing. And that's what made her be like, I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, I know that they have a lot of financial and monetary, you know, monetary uh, business transactions and all that stuff. But, you know, Annie, love don't cost a thing. How long have you been waiting to say that? (laughs) (laughs) Here's the other thing with the part where A-Rod, is this one of those times that you're like, oh, I'm not going to tell Annie we're talking about this. And now all of a sudden my throat's going dry. I'm talking so much. (laughs) Um, No, but I, with A-Rod wanting to like rekindle and like fix things with J-Lo, he has so much money and he has a ton of business ventures and he will be fine. Yeah. A-Rod is not, has not necessarily been relevant without J-Lo since he retired from baseball. Mm -hmm. So I think all of a sudden he's kind of like, well, fuck, I went out as like the bad guy that cheated on J-Lo. How am I going to stay relevant in the media now? I think that your theory about them maybe doing that. I just, I think that the PR thing is really a very interesting take because also, I mean, if you look at the world and you look how much we are obsessed with nostalgia and how we love stuff being recycled and coming back and everything, she was probably like, what is going to make this, what is going to like hit me? And why were they in Montana? Like what were they doing? They were at a party in Montana together. I mean, what are they doing up there? Right. Well, not only that, but like what's with the Ben being on Raya thing? Exactly. Like talk about perfect. Like all of a sudden that brought him into, oh, Ben's dating. And then a week and a half later, he's with J-Lo. Like there's no way that just rekindled. Like there's, that's been going on behind the scenes Well, was the Raya, so for you guys don't know, Annie's referring to the Ben Affleck like reached out, like he matched with someone on Raya and the girl put it on TikTok and she basically was like bummed at herself because 
She ended up like deleting, they matched. She deleted him. Raya's like, you have to be, that's like the famous like dating app, even though I'm on it. So I was going to say, you're trying to, you're trying to pump. Well, you either, I, somebody said that you either, you either have to be like, you know, rich or famous or super good looking. So I'm neither the first two. So well, you have to, don't you have to be invited? Yes, you do have to do be invited. I was invited by Chelsea Handler. <laughs> okay. So now we know why you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. Anyway, so she, so, so this girl put, this girl put uh, her video on and then Ben Affleck Instagram messaged her and was like, a video, a video, uh, and was like, "Hey, it's me, actually, Ben Affleck." And she, yeah. was, like kicking she, herself. Yeah, he said, "Why did you unmatch me? It's me." Okay, but then why? See, then that's just stupid because she's totally just asking for attention. Then she could have just Instagram DM'd him and gone rolled with it from there. Because it's a PR stunt. So would you? Okay, if you weren't in a, a extremely committed relationship. Would you go back to an ex? <laughs> no, none of my exes. <laughs> I would if I had one. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I think the thing is, do you like, think that's always a bad idea. Like, do you think? No. You, okay. That's no, I don't think it always is. I think. I think it depends on like the phase of life you were in. I think there's there's so many reasons people break up. I think it's a horrendous idea to go back to someone that was super toxic in your life before, because I don't think anyone changes drastically enough to not be toxic still. But if it was a breakup where you were like madly in love and it was just the timing was bad. I have two very good friends that this happened to, and the timing was just not right for them the first time around. And the second, you know them. Yeah. Um, The second time around, it was like, they were still madly in love with each other. They got married and now they have babies and it's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with getting back with an ex as long as it's a healthy reason. Agreed. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a great take. Thank you. Um, All right. So to close out the show, it's time for opinions on everything where Annie and I give our rapid fire. I mean, they're not that rapid fire, but give our opinions on this, on more of this. Let me just start over. To close out the don't, show. Don't it, cut this. Don't cut this. I'm going to cut it. I know. To close out the show, it's time for Opinions on Everything, where Annie and I give our rapid-fire opinions on more of this week's top headlines. So, Is this What's the segment called where you ask just stupid questions? Nobody's my favorite. Nonsense. Nobody's okay. Nonsense. okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's not this. We'll I know, I know it's time. not. We'll do okay. that next time. Thank you. Um Okay, so first up, SNL's Pete Davidson is revealing his approach on approaching and dating the hottest, most famous women on the planet. The comedian recently joined Breakfast Club Power 105.1 to discuss the conundrum and said, I am just very, very honest. He goes on to say, I just off the top, I'm like, hey, I'm nuts. Here are all my issues. Here's what I do. Here's the therapist. This is what happens. That could either be a lot for someone or they could be like, cool, that's refreshingly honest. Or sometimes it can be a little intense and weird and people can't handle that stuff, he said. Pete, who is currently dating Bridgerton's Phoebe Denevor, says he doesn't believe in playing text games and always goes for honesty when looking for love. He says, if I'm into you, I'm really into you. Text games just create this whole anxiety and a lot of stress, and there's enough of that going on. Pete was previously and famously engaged to Ariana Grande and has has dated Kate Beckinsale, Margaret Qualley, Kaya Gerber, and Cassie David. 
So this is a masterclass I would take. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, I was gonna say, have you listened to this interview? No, I haven't. Um, I'm reading about it. Did you listen? I have not listened. I I actually really like the Breakfast Club. I don't know if you know who's Charlemagne no, the God is one of the guys I, on it. I don't. I've never. I never even heard of it until this article. Oh, it's outstanding. Okay. You would. You need to check it out, and I would actually recommend this one because it sounds really good. Yeah. Um. Charlemagne the God, for people that don't know, he just got his doctorate. So congratulations oh. to him. Um, but he is one of, th- he's a really good interviewer because he does not let people off the hook. Mm, um, so it is very, I would say like hip, I don't want to say hip hop focused, but they have a lot of, like a lot, it's an honor to be asked to come on the breakfast club. And so they have a lot of people that don't do a lot of interviews. That's awesome. Um, which is really cool. So I think you would like it. But anyway, what I was going to say is, I think this is actually really cool of Pete Davidson to I it makes a lot of sense that he gets the girls he does by doing things like this. Okay, well I do the same thing and they don't reciprocate. They don't they don't come down the same way. But I think the here's the difference. And I know that I said I was not going to talk a lot this episode, so I'm money. so sorry. Well, money. no no no. Well, money, I wasn't going to say that. You said that. BD um, <laughs> Um, no, I think part of it is because you do do that. I agree with you. But do you do like it okay. as sort of a warning. <laughs> You're like sending up flares like, hey, just so you know. And he, I I would imagine based on the quotes that you just read from him that Pete Davidson does it in a way of like, this is me. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. He and I think care. like. I'm no. holding on so desperately, like I'm, right. like I'm being like, like I have a parent, like my parachute won't open, and I'm yes, holding on exactly, to someone. exactly. You're like, I'm gonna throw this out here, like please accept me, <laughs> yeah. and catch me when I fall, yeah. and and he doesn't do that, and yeah. so which I think is what leads to the BDE that you're referring to. I do think um, it, it seems very refreshing, like you know the the way that he the way that he says it because it isn't. He also talked about other quotes in there were like, you know, I feel like you, a lot of people put up this facade that then eventually crumbles and it just doesn't work out because people are like, I thought you were this way. And then it turns out you're this way. At least he's being upfront and being like, here are my flaws kind of thing. Like you said, like take it or leave it Yeah. as opposed to being like, Oh, I, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm like this really fucking awesome person. And now wait, I suck actually. <laughs> Right. And I think he's done a lot of work in therapy. So yeah. he's been obviously very public about that. And so I think that lends itself to being able to just put it out there. I think he needs to come out with like a pick the pickup artist show. I mean, people would watch that. I would do that. I would go on that. Like yeah. I would listen to him. He's he's just like, what was that guy's name? The pickup artist? I don't know. Sion or mystery why was i so off i yeah, have no this idea his name was mystery he wore it he looked like johnny depp's version of willy wonka he had a, oh, God. a top hat and um looked kind of like tommy lee, tommy lee mixed with willy wonka ew it was, it was a lot but he got a bunch of girls so, well anyway i mean <laughs> it would be cool if he like wrote a book yeah a self-help book yeah, or just does he have like some sort of memoir? His life is well, he's super only twenty-seven. He's only twenty-seven years old, so he's he's got. I know some, that is crazy because he's, he's got a lot of life. Lot to of live. life. 
Yeah. But he's lived a lot too. I know. He definitely should write a book or a series of books, maybe like a Harry Potter of, of like, I mean, not meaning like fiction, but like yeah. seven, a seven book series. I mean, we know you would buy it. I would. I would absolutely no, I think buy he's, it. I think he's a very interesting person. Um, I do wonder what's going to happen like with his career. What I think it, he'll just write. Yeah. I mean, he I should. I think he'll take a step back, like out of the limelight. Or he could just write and star in his own stuff. That would be great too. But I wonder what that would be if it's a TV. It's probably a TV show. It's probably mm-hmm. not a movie. All yeah. right. Um, so next up, multi-billionaires Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. According to the New York Post, they're splitting because of a, quote, combo of things and timed their divorce to coincide with the high school graduation of their daughter, Phoebe, the youngest of their three children, according to a report. First of all, what a crappy way to end your high school and a pandemic. Like, by the way, we were waiting for you to we were waiting for you to graduate so we could divorce. I mean, Uh, yeah, that sucks. However, that was our story last week. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, Melinda Gates has been meeting with lawyers since 2019 planning for the divorce. This is allegedly because of Bill's connection to Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted sex trafficker. The New York Times reported in October 2019, the bill had met with Epstein many times since 2011. Bill has denied any business relationship or friendship with Epstein. There was also no prenup. By the time they were married in 1994, Bill was already the richest person in the U.S. with more than $9 billion in assets, according to Forbes at the time. Melinda Gates' divorce petition reportedly said the couple has a separation contract, and she's asked the court to dissolve our marriage and find that our marital community ended on the date stated in our separation contract. Also, money is already moving. The same day the pair announced their divorce, Bill Gates transferred $1.8 billion in stock to Melinda Gates. They do seem committed to their massively funded Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and will continue to share their duties there. What do you think? I think that 27 years of marriage and three successful children is impressive. And I think that it's sad anytime something like that happens. Um, I don't think... That a person leaves their spouse based on rumors alone. So if it had something to do with Epstein, I would think that Melinda Gates did her research. Yeah. And that's the one thing in this whole story where I'm kind of like, ooh. Um, but I think overall, I just I think it's very sad for their family. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. Well, first of all, I am uh, s- several people. Two people had sent me things about Bill Gates saying that I looked like a young Bill Gates and I sent it to you and you said it was uncanny and I really didn't know how to take that. <laughs> the fo- You should post actually the comparison that you sent okay. me. Post it on the Instagram, even post- if you do it as a poll, like on the story. I will definitely do it as a poll. Um, um, I only post ugly pictures of you, remember? <laughs> Just the ugliest photos of me to ever exist. God, you're so ridiculous. <laughs> so annoying. Uh, I would I would say that Bill, I will then I will post um a side by side of Bill Gates and I, and then immediately after post a side by side of Bradley Cooper and I. So then people can really get they can decide. And then I'll do a third poll and say, who do you think Bryce looks like? <laughs> Okay, that's fair, actually. And then you can do a side-by-side of me and a young Hillary Clinton because I've gotten that before. <laughs> oh, my God. We're Hillary Clinton and Bill Gates. Oh, my God. Hey, you know. 
Things could be worse. Things, well, could they? (laughs) (laughs) To my knowledge, don't quote me on this, but they met working at Microsoft. Okay. Like in the early, early days. Like I think she is equally as brilliant. Wow. Um, And so regardless, the amount of money is they'll be fine. There's just so much money. And I just don't like... I don't even know where to begin. Like it just, they're worth like a hundred, like $130 billion or something. I mean, you can't even, the human brain can't even put that in perspective. How many zeros is that? Like Like 700? I think I've told you this before. One million seconds is like four ish days. Okay. One million. Okay. One billion seconds is 32 years. So, like, the human brain, like, quite literally cannot conceptualize numbers that big. Well, I just want Phoebe, just don't take it personally, okay? Your parents' divorce is not your fault. Just because you graduated and made, and had a milestone um, doesn't mean that, you know, you are, it, it was your fault. So, that's just a PSA to Phoebe Gates. I, I agree. I am sorry that happened. But if the separation agreement stated 2019. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder if they named her Phoebe Gates because of the actress Phoebe Cates. I don't know who that is. I thought you were going to say Phoebe Buffay. And I was going to say that was she, really could, she could change her name to Princess Consuela Banana. <laughs> <laughs> and I will change, if she does that, I'll change my name to Crap Bag. <laughs> Okay, last but not least, Brody Jenner is making the romantic rounds on a new season of The Hills New Beginnings. A new season of the MTV's revival is back, and I think less people asked for this than a new season of our podcast. But I digress. <clears throat> Brody Jenner is newly single this season and shows up looking a lot like Joaquin Phoenix did when he pretended to have a mental break. And apparently he locks lips with star Adrena Patridge as well as special guest star and Hills alum, nah. Kristen Cavallari, while they are reminiscing on the beach. Um, I, Annie, I watched this trailer for it, and it looks less interesting than watching paint dry. So obviously I immediately added a season pass on my DVR. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. You love an MTV reality show. Okay. You know what? I had to cover the hills this show while I was at ET Live the last time this show was on. And, and it you was- didn't get enough? I could not get enough. I could just <laughs> not get enough. It was the most uplifting and enlightening experience. And trans- it was transcendent. It was a transcendent experience. So Wow. You yes, didn't but- feel like you were just like back in your parents' basement when you were 13 <laughs> watching Laguna Beach? Yes, exactly. With like, it was, except this time I know it was all fabricated and that everything that they talked about and everything that was said was completely scripted. <laughs> oh God, it's bad too. It's I watched so bad. a couple episodes. And Misha Barton was on it, and now she's not, and no one knows why. <laughs> Inter- well, she was really boring on it. I know, but like she just like up and left, and then like yeah. no one cared or said anything or like. That is crazy. I will say, my friend Haley has done Audrina's makeup for a lot of filming. Oh wow! Um, so shout out to Haley. Did um, ha- does ha- oh. like does Haley like her? Like, is she does she like Audrina? Audrina seems. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think she seems really cool. Yeah. I think she's 
a really good mom. She has a daughter. Oh, that's good. I've listened to some interviews with her on podcasts and she just seems like really down to earth. Cool. Do you think that's what people say about us? For sure. They definitely definitely say that. Do you think they, do you think that people use down to earth to describe you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Down to earth. uh, Easy go. Not no easy going yes, but like uh, even keel, <laughs> <laughs> relaxed. Yeah, I think people. I think I think most people describe me as go with the flow. <laughs> hey, you are and unopinion- and unopinionated. Yeah, unopinionated for sure. They say they for sure say unopinionated. <laughs> Doesn't. Like, doesn't she just goes with the crowd? She doesn't yeah. really voice her opinion. Really, yeah. Not not vocal, not strong-willed, no. not no. <laughs> She's a pushover. Yeah, total pushover. <laughs> I mean, you are not a pushover, but you are you are very good with the flow on this podcast. That's the only area of my life because I just don't have the capacity to. Yeah, do maybe anymore. you need, but maybe you need it. Maybe you need a. Well, a that's why I keep telling you. That we have to keep doing this podcast because it is an outlet for me to just relax. See, yeah, yeah, that's good. No, I mean I am in it. <laughs> I mean I am too. Like, just so you guys know, we are open to quite literally any. Yeah, so we are here. <laughs> we are here and we are ready. We are ready and we are worthy. Right back to Peloton. Yes. Thank you, Kendall yeah. Tool. <laughs> when they knock you out. Wait, what is it? They knock you they out. They can knock you down, yeah. but they can they never, never knock, knock you, out. you out. But baby, they can never knock you out. I always think she's talking to me when she says that. But well, is that why you started calling her your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you know I love you. Oh, I know. All right, wrap uh, it up, Annie. Wrap it yes. up. Yes. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you are not following us on Instagram yet, please just do so at nobody's pod at Annie underscore Wilkin at Bryce Advice. Twitter is at nobody's the pod. Same for our personals. TikTok is the same as Instagram. Um, I've forgotten how I do this. You can also email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And most importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.